This is Dennis Regan, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. I am Jim Rosso with Colin Likas. Thank you, Dennis, for that intro. Last uh, last show of 2018. We'll take a couple Mondays off, but we're going to go strong tonight. We're here for the next hour leading up to the Coach Underwood show. Brian Barnhart and some players are going to be out of Buffalo Wild Wings tonight. That's certainly happy about the fact they've won yeah. two games in a row. First win streak of the, of the season. It's bragging rights week for the Illini, but it's, uh, it's always an important week for our high school kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, leading into the Christmas break, which mm-hmm. means holiday tournaments. Yep, that's we'll, right. We'll kind of get into those a little uh, this week. Always a fun time, whether you're going to Centralia or Decatur or Collinsville or wherever these teams might end up. Uh, yeah, there's uh, so many locations. Uh, naming them all would take up the entire show. All right. Well, Colin Likas, our quarterback, Evan Kahn, helping run the show. Again, we'll be here at 7 o'clock. we got a big first-time guest, though. We Colin. do. We're joined today by Champagne Central star Shanice Willis, who uh, recently scored her 1,000th career basketball point. And so we thought it would be nice to bring Shanice on as the, the local kid who's doing great things on the basketball court. Shanice, uh, first you got to tell me, uh, were you surprised when you found out that that was your 1,000th point? Um, yeah, I was extremely shocked and kind of didn't believe it at first because <laughs> I was like still kind of in the game. It was during the game, it was still in game mode, so yeah. um, it caught me off guard. Yeah. It was shocking. What uh, What was the play that led to your, uh, your the basket that got you your thousand point? Um, I was I got passed the ball back to me, mm-hmm. and I had a side step on. I think it was Alara. Yeah. And I shot a three, and I made it, and I went back for defense, and they brought the ball in and I got the steal and then they stopped the game <laughs> <laughs> and I dropped the ball I was like oh what's happening where's everyone going and they were announcing it I was like oh my gosh and I tried to cry but like nothing came out. <laughs> you were just so surprised you yeah. couldn't cry and this is this game was against against Urbana so yes. Uh, yes Shanice knows these girls this is a a fun rivalry for these girls so that had to make it meaning even more meaningful for you yeah it's always fun playing intense crosstown rival teams like Centennial and Urbana. So it was like a big deal. Yeah. And I, that's why I never leave it so much. I'm <laughs> so happy. Well, uh, Pancho Moore, he, uh, your head coach, he actually told me you were approaching 1,000 points probably two weeks ago. He just caught me after a, a different basketball game and said, hey, this is coming up. We'll, we'll let you know what happens. Were you happy he didn't tell you ahead of time? Oh, well, <laughs> it would have been nice to know how close, but I guess I couldn't have been mad because, you know, it would have made the moment like a little less special if mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised. But um, yeah, it was. It was like I asked him about it before, and he he wouldn't tell me exactly. He just said he thinks I can get there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad he didn't tell me. Yeah. Well, uh, what does it mean to you to uh, to have this spot in Champaign Central history now, where you're somebody who has four digits next to their name for points scored? Um, I believe it's one of my greatest achievements it's a big milestone i'm hoping to like it'll get me more attention from like schools mm-hmm. um and i'm just i just hoping really to like intimidate other teams because yeah. i'm definitely ready for any other rivals that we have coming up 
helping to strike fear into their eyes. But I definitely could have done it without my teammates. You know, mm-hmm. they trust me. I'm a leader. I have to, like, do what I have to do mm-hmm. and still be, you know, the humble player, still be calm. And when everyone else, is, like, doesn't feel like we have it. But, you know, it's just it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. I just I'm hoping to get more by next year. Yeah, we, we, we I, I would expect you to, to get quite a few more personally, but that's just my take. Um, <laughs> now, I want to talk about your guys' season so far as mm-hmm. well. Uh, you guys have been trading wins and losses over the last eight games. You're at seven and six right now with a really tough schedule. But uh, what's it going to take to get on a win streak that I know you guys are really shooting for here? Well, I know a lot of it's mental because, you know, girls already have this – thing where they get down on certain plays and stuff so we're working on our attitudes in the game mm-hmm. and how to like be more connected with each other mm-hmm. while we're playing have that chemistry on the court and we were doing really well with that a lot of team bonding things and talking to each other and working on each other what we prefer in the games sure our strengths we're working on our strengths okay. and our weaknesses of course of course now we mentioned urbana was the the team you got the thousandth point against uh, mm-hmm. outside the fact that it's a rivalry and you want to beat your rivals how important was it to get that win because urbana's been off to a good start as well yes they have <laughs> um it was oh man it was such a huge game because <laughs> we've been having trade backs with urbana since at least I've known before I came to Central. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like we're – it was just a revenge game because last year, sure. even though we won, they also beat us once. Right. It's just like just to set the score straight. Sure. Yeah. Jo- joined now by Champaign Central a star basketball player, Shanice Willis. You know, Shanice got a tour of our newsroom. Uh, just a few minutes ago correct and like many stars of champagne urbana she's been tracked by the news gazette for a number of years the first <laughs> her first picture colin was as a seventh grader at edison wow. middle school how about that leading the comets to second place in state volleyball there you go that's pretty impressive how about that my, my question shanice here you chose basketball to stick with right yes college is a, a big goal of yours Huge. Uh, what kind of uh what are you aiming for um type of school yeah like playing wise, you know, or like just just what's next for you? <laughs> um, well, I'm hopefully looking to go D one. Um, but I'm looking more into the like Midwest area, like like Iowa, Indiana. Hopefully, um, maybe this achievement of mine will get <laughs> them to come see me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm hoping to get into, and you know, probably going into chemical engineering hopefully whatever works and hopefully getting a scholarship because that's the goal the ultimate goal absolutely well before we let you go shanice uh coming up here soon you got the the uh, holiday tournament season decatur eisenhower Mm -hmm. holiday tournament for you guys specifically uh what are you expecting from that tournament how do you guys come out of that event uh, with some positive momentum and some wins um well we always have our routine before any game Mm -hmm. But we're mostly looking forward to our game against Caneland, who we've just gotten so close to beating mm-hmm. every year and just couldn't push that last couple, that last quarter. It's always the last quarter that just breaks us. So we're working on pushing through that. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing a lot of conditioning because <laughs> they, they do a lot of conditioning. So 
uh, that's what we're going to be working on, I'm sure. And I look forward to hopefully coming on top in the tournament. A lot of conditioning in that in that hot Combs gymnasium that we've talked about before. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Shanice Willis, Champagne Central Girls Basketball. Shanice, congrats again on the 1,000th thank point. You. And thanks thank for you. coming out this evening. Oh, no problem. Well, uh, before we take it to our first break, we'll, uh, we'll get some top 10 girls basketball teams in here, which among the ones I'm going to talk about now include Champagne Central. But uh, checking in at number 10 this week, we have the team that Champagne Central just beat, the Urbana Tigers. The Tigers are 8-4 and four and down four spots this week after defeating Judah Christian and Centennial but losing to Champaign Central, as we mentioned. Uh, the Tigers visit Watsika on Friday. That'll be a, a good matchup for the Tigers before they head to the Decatur Eisenhower Tournament along with Central. And checking in at number 9 is the Champaign Central Maroons, who are up one spot at 7-6 and six, uh, after defeating Urbana. They now take a 12-day break from game action before going to that Decatur Eisenhower Tournament. And at number 8, we have the Villagrove Heritage Blue Devils. They are 10-2 and two and up one spot this week after defeating Unity for a second time this season, as well as Saragordo Bement. Uh, the Blue Devils take a 14-day break from game action, plenty of time to condition and train and get ready uh, before the Blue Devil Classic in Bismarck. And that's all we're going to reveal right now for our girls' basketball top 10, which was in today's News Gazette. But if you missed it, we're going to have the whole top 10 here on the show. And before uh, before the night's out, you'll you'll know who our top 10 girls teams are and who our top 10 boys teams are well, as I'm well. Just, I'm glad you put Central in the top 10, especially with Shanice being here. That would be pretty bad if we uh, we left them out <laughs> after that. <laughs> it was a good scene on Saturday. She got to keep the, yes. the ball that she scored, the 1,000 oh, that's point. Great. And that's that's a neat thing. You like to see these high schools develop those kind of traditional things. Absolutely. Right? They, uh, they The kids deserve to uh, to be honored for their accomplishments and to, to remember them past the time when they're actually in high school. Tell you what, we'll uh, continue our top ten. We will hear from Watsika coach Barry Bauer after this break. Now back to high school prep basketball confidential. Brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. Sure do. Read about Dennis Reekin in Sunday's business section. I don't know if you saw that story, Colin. I did not see ben that story. Ben Zickerman profiling the successful businessman and pastor i will have to i'll have to check out that story in pena very versatile good. yeah very thank you for dennis for uh making the show possible we're here every monday night except for the next two we'll take yep. a little holiday break we'll yep. give colin a breather oh he's, thanks he's been going at it hard and heavy since september 1st or so yeah or so yeah a couple of weeks before that probably. can't tell you the number of you know i'm not i'm in the news department now colin but being <laughs> Out and about following teams and such. Got a couple kids playing. The, the number of parents that come up to me and say, thank you, Colin, for doing this. So oh. uh, we do appreciate yeah. your intense yep. local coverage I for all things sports. I certainly try. I certainly try. Despite your incorrect top tens that you publish <laughs> everywhere. They're never perfect. That's what they add. They never They never will be perfect. Uh, I, I, there, there's just no way around that, really. Uh, we love them. You, uh, you know, there's nothing that brings out our readers like top tens. Yeah, right. That's, right. that's true. So that where are you with the girls? I was seeing Shanice out the door. Where are you at? Yep. Uh, so I got through the first three teams, our 10, 9, and 8. And now we're moving on to number 7, the Watsika Warriors, who did not move this week. They are 10 and 1 after defeating St. Anne the previous week. 
Uh, as I mentioned before, Watsika hosts Urbana on Friday, which should be a good matchup uh, before competing in the Blue Devil Classic at Piatone, not the one at Bismarck, uh, the one at Piatone. So there's a couple Blue Devil Classics out there. And uh, joining us now from Watsika Girls Basketball is longtime head coach Barry Bauer. Barry, thanks so much for being part of the show tonight. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, of course. Well, your team's on a six-game win streak now, so uh, what has been the key to success in that span? Yeah, we've uh, we started out the year a little slow, and I've, I'm really happy with where we're at right now. we got a, a long way to go, a lot of improvement, but we've we've constantly gotten better every day, and um, we've talked a lot about that with this group. we got a lot of seniors uh, that were on our team last year that played a lot of minutes that are coming back now. I think our leadership's pretty good, and um, you know, I think we're pretty focused every night in practice, and I think that's helped us a lot. Well, one senior who uh, was, was a senior last season, Summer Kramer, was your leading scorer, uh, putting up some huge point totals last year. She's obviously not in the fold now. I mean, what does that say uh, about the girls that are remaining from last year's squad that despite Summer's absence, you guys are still 10-1, and one, still rolling over a lot of opponents? Yeah, I think early on, I think maybe people might have overlooked our scoring uh, threats. Um, with, with summer gone, but we're very balanced this year. I think uh, probably this year more than ever, we've been able to score in the post a little bit more. Um, we've always had some three-point shooters, and we do again this year. We put up a lot of threes, but um, this year I think we've, we've found ourselves a balance, and we've been scoring in the paint a little bit too. Uh, I think we've had uh, four different girls that have been the leading scorer so far in the first 11 games. Well, uh, Kennedy Bauer is somebody who's been a leading scorer for you guys, at, and it seems like she has success no matter what sport she's playing over there at Watsika. Uh, what makes her to- so tough to stop on the basketball court specifically? Uh, well, you know, a couple of years ago she was primarily a perimeter player, and um, just the last year or so she's moved into the post, so it's really helped her game a lot. Um, she's always been able to step out and hit the three, but now she's becoming a threat down on the block too, so... The balance, again, like I said before, which really uh, there's a lot of girls that probably fit in that same category, but uh, that's really helped Kennedy's game a lot. Talking with Barry Bauer, Watsika girls basketball coach. Uh, Barry, you mentioned the balance. Who are some of the other athletes we need to be talking about besides Kennedy on this team? Probably the heart and soul of our team right now is Megan Harris. Uh, um, she's probably our best defender. She's, she scores quite a bit. Um, and she does a lot of nice things on the floor. She can guard the point guard. She can guard a post. So she's probably the glue for us. Uh, Mallory Drake is someone who scored a lot last year. She was our leading rebounder last year, and she's also rebounding well again this year, and I think one of the better three-point shooters in the area. Um, Cassie Peters is another senior that that started uh, some games last year. Uh, So, uh, you know, that senior core, those four, uh, plus Natalie Schroeder's moved in on the point. And then, again, like I said, you know, we, we've got some posts now this year that we've been going to. We There's a couple juniors that played uh, pretty well JV last year, but not a lot of varsity minutes. Kennedy McTaggart and Kenzie Parsons are both six-footers that we can bring off the bench and uh, pound it into the paint a little bit. Having six-footers is never a bad thing, certainly, and uh, I'm guessing they'll come in handy uh, as you guys face Urbana later this week. That's a, it's an intriguing matchup from my viewpoint. Uh, what 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 is playing against Urbana going to do for your girls as you go down the uh, the rest of the season afterward? Yeah, it's nice. Uh, you know, we'd always played in the holiday tournament at Bismarck, and this year we switched our schedule up a little bit and bringing Urbana in on Friday 
And then uh, we go up to Piatone. We play Joliet West and Kankakee High School, who I think is number two in 3A. So those three games right now I think is going to show us a lot, uh, probably show us some of our weaknesses that maybe we wouldn't have been able to see. Um, so we're, I think the girls are looking forward to that challenge. Well, uh, we like to make this show uh, all about the athletes, but it's worth noting that Barry Bauer was selected to the latest Illinois Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame class. Barry, what does that uh, accomplishment mean to you? Oh, it gives you a little time. You, something like that happens. It's it's uh, it's a great honor, uh, but you, you get to think a little bit and reflect back a little bit that you've done it a long time and you've had a lot of very good players. Um, you know, that's that was probably the key there is, I've uh, been fortunate and blessed enough to have a lot of good players play for me. So um, it's been fun, and I uh, hope it continues. Very good. Barry Bauer, Watsika Girls Basketball. Thanks again for joining us, Barry. Good luck this week and the rest of the way. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Congratulations to Coach Bauer. That's a big-time honor. Don't let him fool you with that. Yeah, uh, active coach being selected to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, him and Cisna Park's Kevin Long, uh, two guys who were selected for that honor, and that means a lot. You're not even retired yet. You're not done, and they, they say, you know what, you're, you're in the Hall of Fame now, so that's pretty impressive. Hey, shout-out to Urbana, right? They're playing Watsika. They played Unity. They played yeah. Monticello. They're just, I mean, they're giving shots to they, uh, to a lot of area teams you normally don't get shots at. I think they really like uh seeing different parts of Illinois. I think they just like <laughs> to travel. That, that's Chris Menig. Uh, he just wants to see different parts of Illinois. That's that's what it's all about. But let's uh, let's continue on our girls basketball top 10 countdown here. Checking in at number 6, we've got the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. The Blue Devils are 11 and 2 and down one spot this week after losing to Oakwood but bouncing back with wins over Armstrong, Potomac and Cisna Park. Uh, Oak, or, uh, sorry, uh, Bismarck visits Christman tonight before hosting its own Blue Devil Classic after Christmas. Checking in at number five, we have the Oakwood Comets, 10-3. and three. They are new to our rankings after that win over Bismarck Henning. They also defeated Salt Fork in Vermilion Valley Conference action. Oakwood hosts Armstrong Potomac and Arthur Okaw Christian before competing in the State Farm Holiday Classic. Checking in at number four, not moving this week, the Sullivan Redskins, 10-1. and one. They defeated Meridian, Okaw Valley, and Pena. Sullivan tries to keep on the winning track when it hosts Mattoon tonight before jumping into the Knights Holiday Classic at Arthur, and that's actually before Christmas, so that's a little bit of an earlier tournament. Checking in at number three this week, we have the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans down one spot at 10-1 and one despite a win over Paxton Buckley Loda. Not really anything SGO did, more so what the number two team was doing. Uh, SGO visits St. Thomas More tonight for a fun rivalry matchup in Illini Prairie Conference action, and then a tough Morton team on Saturday before going into the State Farm Holiday Classic. Our photo editor, Robin Scholes, will be courtside tonight. That's so right. Uh, check out the gallery at newsgazette.com afterward. That's right. I would love to be there, but I have to uh, handle our prep highlights tonight, so I will write about SJOSTM, just Excellent. not as much as, as if I was there. Number two this week, the Tri-County Titans, the lone undefeated girls basketball team remaining in the area at 10-0. The Titans are up one spot after defeating Arthur Okaw Christian and Arcola last week. Uh, They host Neoga tonight and visit Marshall on Thursday before going into the Charleston Holiday Tournament, which is filled with bigger schools. Tri-County really likes to uh, challenge itself uh, as it gets ready for the Class 2A state tournament. And our number one team, once again, has been from the start, the Schlarman Hilltoppers. They are 9-1. Uh, they defeated Chrisman last week. V- 
visit Westville tonight in a continuation of Vermilion Valley Conference play before traveling to the Bragging Rights Classic in Ohio, which is uh, certainly a different type of tournament. And I wanted to talk with Schlarman girls basketball coach Keith Peoples about that. Uh, he discussed with me what it means to be leaving the state for a holiday tournament as well as facing such tough competition as a Class 1A program. Prior to the beginning of the season, we were invited to several out-of-state tournaments. And this particular tournament, this is the 15th season running the um, what's called the Bragging Rights Shootout. Uh, we're quite fortunate to be able to travel only three hours away to participate three games in three days. Uh, very competitive shootout. We matched up against a team from Kentucky, a team from Ohio, and a team from Missouri. We're looking forward to the challenge. We don't know much about many of the teams that we're, we're going to be matched up against. I do know that one of the teams that we're matched up against is nationally ranked. But it will be a very difficult contest for us, but that's the purpose of traveling out of state. It's the purpose of uh, preparing us for our run um, to win a state championship. I, I strongly believe that in order for us to be challenged and in order for us to have a chance at winning another state championship, we must be battle-tested. We will definitely be tested three games we're definitely looking forward to the challenge and seeing a different style of basketball. I think it speaks volumes about where our program is actually at right now in girls basketball at Schwarman to have a school and a basketball you know, program like Simeon willing to travel the distance. It uh, means a lot to us. Uh, we're very grateful that they're willing to take time to travel the distance to play us. I, I do expect it to be a very challenging game for both parties. We know them based on our game last season. Uh, we know what to expect. They know what to expect. So it's going to be a very good good contest. But again, yeah, we are very appreciative of them traveling the distance to play us. We traveled to Chicago three times this season, and we didn't want to make it a fourth trip to play them again. Um, so they were willing to travel the distance to play us, and we're very grateful. That was Schlarman girls basketball coach Keith Peoples. The fact that you're able to get Class 4A Chicago Simeon to come to Danville mm-hmm. for a regular season game in January, uh, that says a lot about the state that your program's in. And that's a really good state. Yeah, that is Schlarman a very good is. state. I watched uh, Schlarman and Simeon play each other mm-hmm. uh, last year in Chicago. Simeon actually led at halftime before Schlarman kind of just perked itself up and eventually pulled away for the win. All right, you're still good with Schlarman winning state again. I think so, and uh, we got some other teams that uh, could make a crack at the Class 2A state title the way things are looking right now. And you know what? You never know about uh, Shanice Willis and the Champaign mm-hmm. Central Maroons and her friends over at Urbana in Class 3A. I mean, they uh, they could surprise us as well. Who knows? All right, those girls' basketball rankings appear in every Monday's News Gazette. If you got a beef with them, uh, tweet <laughs> at Colin Likas, C. Likas, capital N, capital G. He'll listen to you. I will. I'll, not, I'll even respond to you. May not change anything. Oh, I mean, that's, you know, I, I'm always open to change. I mean, heck, you, uh, somebody tweeted at Scott Ritchie today about uh, – 
Furman falling in his men's right. basketball rankings, and he, he paid attention. It was uh, Pancho Moore, the central coach, came into our lobby the other day to pick up a paper, and uh, I goaded him into <laughs> fa- faking being mad to you, Colin, and you came out to the lobby and met him, and, and what did he say? He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he faked mad for all of, like, Ten seconds. He's too nice he's a guy. He's way he too nice mad. of a guy to, to fake mad. I don't think he gets mad a whole lot. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, if you're legitimately mad, you can you can tweet at me. If you're fake mad, you can do it too. And yeah. I'll probably a- approach them the same way because I'm not great with detecting sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Good trend setting by Shanice Wills. We'll have more in studio guests as the season allows us, especially on the girls' side. On Absolutely, nights, we're playing a lot. Anyway, we'll uh, go to the boys' side after this break. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Podcast will be up soon after 7 o'clock when we turn it over to the Brad Underwood Show. We're on on Facebook Live right now. You can see Colin and the limited amount of jerseys we have. (laughs) What's wrong with these schools? I, I I wouldn't hate on the schools. Uh, some of them probably, you know, it's probably tough to spare nope. a jersey. You don't. Uh, not everybody's just flush with jerseys like the NBA or something. I'm not buying it, Colin. <laughs> All right, who's the next school to come through? We got Central and Tuscola right now. We do. Where yeah. are you, Where are you, Centennial? Where's Tamara McDaniel's alma mater? <laughs> well, Tamara's on on a vacation. I don't. I I, there's no excuse. I need a Chargers <laughs> jersey. Where's it, my Urbana Tigers? Like a like a. San Diego Chargers? Coach right Jones, I need a jersey. Wherever they're from now. All right. Coach Menig, one of you two, come through for me. Jim's just calling people out St. now. St. Thomas He's just going to drop as many names as he remembers. Tell you stuff. what, I will drive out to your school and pick up a jersey. <laughs> that is a risky proposition right Sorry, there. Coach Bauer, I'm not coming to Watsi. Uh, that's risky right there. <laughs> hey, we're uh, on Twitter as well uh, and uh, Snapchat. Shanice uh, Willis. Uh, you added a follower. Yeah. Well, she starred on Snapchat right now. Check us out at news-gazette. If you want to be hip, yeah, there you go. I like, like it. The kids are these days. Well, we uh, we already revealed our girls' basketball top ten, uh, which was in today's News Gazette, as I said before. But the boys' basketball top ten is not in the paper until tomorrow. Right here in my Jim's hands. Jim's crinkling it right now. Jim's ruining a nice paper for <laughs> us. So we're going to reveal the boys' top ten right now. Checking in at number ten, we have the Oakwood Comets. Uh, they are seven and two, down two spots this week after defeating Westville, Schlarman, Georgetown Ridge Farm, and Armstrong Potomac, mm. but losing to St. Joseph Ogden. Uh, the Comets face a really tough Cisna Park team as well as Chicago Longwood in a continuation of the to- Toyota of Danville Classic this week before jumping into the Monticello Holiday Hoopla Tournament, which we will be uh, talking more about on this show because there are several teams in our top ten that are going to that tournament, which means it's going to be a loaded field where you can't predict the winner. Checking in at number nine this week, we have the Champagne Central Maroons. They are three and four, down six spots after losing to Bloomington. The Maroons remain in our rankings despite the sub-500 record because they have played a tougher schedule than possibly anybody else uh, in our area. Uh, but they need to get on the winning track soon to remain around. They're going to try to do that when they visit Decatur Eisenhower tomorrow before jumping into the Centralia Holiday Tournament, which is always a tough one, but one in which the Maroons have succeeded in recent years. At number eight this week, we have the Tuscola Warriors. At six and one, they are new to our rankings uh, after defeating Villa Grove Heritage in Tri-County. Both teams have eight wins, but they lost to Judah Christian, which has nine wins, so tough schedule right now for Tuscola. Uh, the Warriors host Arcola in a revival of the Cola Wars on Tuesday. 
Tuscola also hosts Cerro Gordo Bement on Friday before going into the Monticello Holiday Hoopla Tournament. And joining us now from Tuscola Boys Basketball is head coach Justin Bozarth. Justin, thanks so much for being part of the show this week. Hey, thanks for having me on, Colin. Of course. Well, uh, you told me after Friday's loss to Judah Christian that the great thing about basketball is you get to play the next day, and look what you guys did. They knocked off a, a Tri-County team that had been flying high, so uh, how happy were you to see that bounce-back effort? <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it was the beautiful part was that we could get the uh, bad taste of Friday night out of our mouth. Uh, you were there calling on Friday, and uh, we had a great crowd, and we had a lot of positivity going on around the basketball program, and we just kind of came out and laid an egg. And uh, a lot of that had to do with Judah and, and how well Coach Itson had those guys playing. Uh, there's, there's a reason that Judah has nine wins and, and they're moving up probably in your rankings. Uh, they were tough. They were tough on Friday night. But uh, I was really proud. We were proud of our kids for how they responded on Saturday. And it was exactly what we talked about in the locker room on Friday night. And, and our kids came out with a newfound energy on Saturday and, and really played uh, a, lot up, uh, a lot more up to our expectations. Well, your guys have uh, contested four of the seven games so far on the road. I mean, do you feel like that has helped the team in any way so far? It has, I think. Anytime you can go on the road, uh, especially, you know, we got a lot of uh, new faces uh, playing varsity basketball for us, so it's nice that we're going on the road early so those guys can kind of get adjusted to, to student sections. And we've, had, we've, we've gone into some pretty good environments, Villa Grove Heritage, uh, their fans. Uh, we're into the game, and, and uh, their student section was great. And so it was it, it was a benefit for our younger kids to experience that at such an early point in the season. Well, you talk about newcomers. One of those guys is Jalen Quinn, who had a lot of hype uh, surrounding him coming in. Our Scott Ritchie wrote a story about him before his first game even. What does he bring to the table for you guys, and how exciting is it to have a player of his, of his caliber on the roster? Yeah, Jalen uh, – Jalen is fun to watch. Uh, he brings people uh, to games, and he's exciting. He, he's a playmaker, and, and he's a guy that 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 is nice for us to have because we haven't always had somebody that can just completely break somebody down off the dribble and kind of get to the basket when they want. And, and he brings that dynamic for us. He can score it from inside. He can score it from out. Uh, and, and honestly, with as much hype as he's gotten – uh, we feel like you know the, the the ceiling for him to continue to play better is still really high, and uh, he has really high expectations for himself, which is a great trait for him to have as well. And uh, it, I think it's going to be an exciting four years watching him play some Tuscola basketball. Now, sometimes when a newcomer uh, walks into the scene, uh, there can be you know maybe resentment among the older crowd. I highly doubt that's the case at Tuscola, though. What has that uh, uh, adjustment period been like for him meshing in with the with the uh, established veterans? Yeah, and I would say uh, that's a great question. But a lot of that uh, starts and stops with our four seniors, and we have incredible senior leadership this year: uh, Braden von Lincoln, Will Little, Kate Christine, and Luke Sluter. Uh, all incredibly uh, outgoing kids, uh, polite kids, well-mannered kids. And, and they knew from, from day one, even back in the summer, that, that Jalen could help us. And uh, they've done nothing but uh, kind of open the doors for him and, and treat him uh, as well as we could expect. Uh, they, they hold each other accountable, uh, but they motivate each other as well. And um, I don't think we would have such good chemistry if it wasn't for our, our, our leaders, our seniors, uh, taking the initiative to uh, to welcome him on board and, and know what he can bring for us. 
Talking with Tuscola boys basketball coach Justin Bozarth. Those four seniors you mentioned, a lot of football connections there, baseball connections there. I mean, these these multi-sport athletes, what are they bringing to the table for you on the basketball court uh, going beyond leadership as far as actual uh, playing ability? Yeah, so uh, basketball-wise, uh, Braden, if you haven't seen Braden on a basketball court, uh, he, he's just he's a horse. Uh, <laughs> he, he owns the paint. He, he takes up a lot of space. And uh, he makes a lot of things happen in the post for us. Uh, Will Little, uh, I mean, he's kind of our uh, defensive specialist. He's our emotional leader. And uh, he gets guys in the right spots and just kind of captains us, whether it be offense or defense. Luke Sluter, is, uh, he, he's known for his rebounding. And on any given night, he, he's going to throw up double-digit rebounds. And, and he's also taken initiative that, that we're really proud of this year that uh, – he is starting to, to expand his game a little bit where he, instead of just being a rebounder now, he, he's wanting to shut down opponents on defense, uh, and, and he's just making leaps and bounds uh, with that as well. And, and then Cade Christine, um, I think this past week Cade was leading the area in field goal percentage. So uh, he's highly effective uh, when he's out there, whether it be uh, rebounding or finishing around the basket. That, that's one thing that he has established himself at. And uh, all of these kids, um, I joke with Tim Kolbecker, our girls basketball coach, all the time. Uh, we have the benefit of having uh, senior leaders on both of our teams who are all incredibly smart, uh, smarter than both Tim and I. And, and these <laughs> kids thrive in academics. Uh, the majority of them are at the top of their class. And between my four and, and, and Tim's got Natalie Bates, Ashton Smith, Grace Dietrich, Lexi Russo. I mean, they're just all – they're they're 4.0 kids. They're high honor kids. They're Illinois uh, state scholars. We just we're blessed this year. We've got leaders uh, who are just incredibly intelligent as well. Well, all those names you mentioned are kids we are uh, used to talking about here at the News Gazette. But uh, to wrap up uh, this conversation here, wanted to discuss the Monticello Holiday Hoopla that you guys will be playing in here soon. That field appears to be. Uh, loaded this year to say the least uh, what are you hoping to get out of that tournament and uh, see from your kids in that event yeah the uh that's it, going to be a heck of a week over in monticello the uh the talent this year is probably as good as, as it's been here um in, in several years and we start off with uh neoga who, who plays a fast pace and they're going to have one of the better overall individual players uh in reese johnson on, on their team and then uh, the next morning we'll pop up with Arjuna Oriana, and, and then we'll uh, have a showdown with Gibson City, who who is probably not only one of the better teams in our area, but but arguably one of the better teams in the state. So we're really looking forward to just going up uh, against the, some of the best teams in our area, seeing how we stack up, and then uh, we get to we'll get to have some practice time uh, close to the new year and head into our conference season and and know exactly where we stand. Very good. Justin Bozart, Tuscola boys basketball coach. Justin, uh, thanks again for popping by, and uh, good luck this week and the rest of the way. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Coach Bozart wasn't kidding. The, the crowd was fired up Friday night, judging by the video that you shot, Colin. They, like stayed, you. they stayed in it even when the game got a little out of hand at the mm-hmm. end, which was uh, it's not surprising. It's the, the, the Tuscola fan base is a, is a rabid one. I mean that in a positive way. Good stuff. Tell you what, uh, we got some more top ten teams to go, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll round out our uh, top ten of the boys' basketball after this uh, break. 540. 
Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 644, Jim Rosso, Colin Likas at uh, beautiful News Gazette Media Studios, downtown Champaign. It's getting lighter again. There's I'm liking a, it. There's wreaths everywhere. There's, like, it evergreen is trees. and Colin, all right. Uh, Get yeah. in the spirit, would you? <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> they don't pay me to. They don't pay me to get in the Christmas spirit, but we will get in the basketball spirit. I can do that. Tomorrow's News Gazette picked up uh, everywhere. There'll be a front page feature by Colin on Riley Morris, mm-hmm. the St. Thomas Morris standout. Yeah, big t- picture of him. You're averaging 25 points a game. You get a story written about you. Tomorrow night, if you're looking to kind of stalk Colin, if you will, he'll be out of St. Tom. Uh, I mean, uh, Muhammad Seymour. Yeah, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah. Say hello, I meant. Yes. There you go. Yeah. To Colin. I'll be out there. I'll watch Ryan Bosch's squad for the first time. I'm yeah. sure I'll run into former coach Chad Benedict because okay. he, like with Brian Brooks over at St. Joseph Ogden, those two are always around, even though they're not coaching their, their respective mm-hmm. programs anymore. All right. Then later this week. We had a Snapchat uh, uh, prompt saying we want more wrestling coverage. Yeah. On this radio well, show. Oh, on this radio show. Yeah. I was going to say in the paper we got some good oh, stuff we got coming tons up there. this week. Twin City Wrestling is this Friday. On this radio show, we'll try to sneak in some wrestling here uh, and there. I think we can do that. Sure. That is. We got swimming too. Those are the only four sports during the winter. It's a little easier to talk about all the sports around here in the winter because there's only four of them going on. Okay. Get on. Uh, continue with that top ten. Come I can do that. Boys basketball top 10 reaches number seven. Uh, Riley Morris is a member of this team, as was mentioned. St. Thomas Moore Sabres at number seven. Uh, they are eight and three, up two spots after defeating Fisher and La Salette on the road last week. Uh, they host a, a tough Villagrove Heritage team on Tuesday. Villagrove Heritage was probably number 11 or 12 in our rankings this week. Uh, and then uh, St. Thomas Moore, after that game against Villagrove, goes into the State Farm Holiday Classic. Checking in at number six this week, the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Uh, they are 5-3, and three, returned to our rankings, uh, despite losing to Normal U High after they defeated Dunlap. Uh, Muhammad Seymour hosts Lincoln on Tuesday, a game that I will be at, as Jim mentioned, uh, and then Effingham on Saturday before jumping into the State Farm Holiday Classic. Uh, at number five this week, a team we've talked about earlier as well, the Judah Christian Tribe, 9-1, and one, up one spot uh, after defeating Tuscola and Cerro Gorda Bement on back-to-back nights. Uh, Judah Christian hosts Greenview on Friday before going into the BSN Classic in Heritage. Uh, at number four, we have the Gibson City Melvin Sibley Falcons. Uh, they are down two spots at six and two, but not through any fault of their own. Uh, they defeated Paxton Buckley Loda, a game that I was at last week, as well as Blue Ridge. Uh, like I said, Gibson City not down because of performance, just down because of uh, some teams that hopped in front of them doing uh, a little bit bigger things at the moment. Anyway, GCMS hosts Fisher on Thursday before going into that Monticello Holiday Hoopla Tournament. And uh, at number three this week, we have the Monticello Sages, uh, one of two undefeated teams left in the area boys seen at 8-0. and I'm sorry, three teams is what I meant to say. Monticello is up two spots after defeating Warrensburg, Latham, Rantoul, Hillsboro, and Greenville last week. Uh, those Hillsboro and Greenville games were both on the same day, so that's a, a quality day's work for that program. The Sages visit, visit Marshall on Saturday before hosting, you guessed it, the Holiday Hoopla Tournament that uh, seemingly the entire top ten is part of. Good to see the Sages as our game of the week uh, for Anthony Zillis' video. Always an entertaining watch. Yeah, really a good game against Rantoul, too. The Eagles uh, on the up, but uh, Monticello was able to, to hold them off this time around. 
and we'll uh, talk to the man who helped them do as much. We are joined now by Monticello boys basketball coach Kevin Roy. Kevin, thanks so much for being part of the show this week. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Now, your boys have not missed a beat since the uh, the state football championship game, which uh, not all of them, but some of them participated in. Uh, how have they been able to make this transition from football right into basketball so seamlessly? Uh, you know, they're just good all-around athletes, and they're great kids on the court, off the court. Uh, they uh, uh, they just want to get out and compete, and that's uh, that's a tremendous attribute to have from, from great kids. Uh, you know, I think Bundy and Graham and those types of kids right there, you could uh, – Put them about in any situation, uh, whether it's a wrestling singlet, uh, you could put them in a, a golf club in their hand, and uh, they're going to find ways to compete in uh, in everything they do. They're just uh, that talented of athletes. I absolutely believe that. I haven't seen these kids in action, but uh, you guys, uh, after uh, after a bit of a st- stretched out part of the early part of the season where you didn't have as many games uh, in in a short period of time, you guys were really busy last week with uh, four games. Uh, but out of your team's eight victories so far, which one are you most impressed with? Uh, probably our Rantoul game. Um, you know, we have everybody together there. Uh, they are just such a fast and athletic team that uh, uh, they're hard to match up with. And uh, that pace of game, I don't, didn't know if we were ready for that. And uh, for us to be able to come out with a victory against that Rantoul team, uh, I was very pleased with. So, um, you know, we, we kind of exposed us a little bit. Uh, we've got some, um, you know, got to do a better job taking care of the ball and, and rebounding the ball in those big games. But, uh, uh, again, just really pleased with how we uh, persevered and, and uh, came out on top. Well, uh, right after that rental game, you guys hopped into the uh, the Greenville shootout where you played two teams in a matter of uh, uh, several hours. So what does it take to persevere in situations like that where you're facing teams back-to-back and the second one is, is the host school, no less? Well, uh, I guess the probably for me the hardest part was the, just the preparation. You know, mm-hmm. trying to focus on one game at a time. Uh, you know, we're trying to gear up and get ready for Rantoul, and the kids are asking me about Hillsboro and Greenville. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just kind of holding them off to hey, let's focus on one at a time. And and uh, that was our approach the whole way is just uh, hey, let's focus on Rantoul. Uh, once that game was done, we came back the next morning. We watched a little film on. Uh, Hillsboro, we prepped for them, uh, and then we had a nice little break uh, down there in Greenville where they uh, they fed us, and then we they gave provided us a nice little space, so we were able to um, you know, prep for Greenville. So it all worked out very well. They were great hosts to us, and uh, um, you know just good quality basketball. I feel like uh, Hillsboro's had some good quality wins, and then Greenville, uh, kind of end of the day, it was a slow paced game. But uh, really, really good defensive battle and offensive execution and uh, uh, just a good grinded-out game uh, that we needed at that point. Talking with Monticello boys basketball coach Kevin Roy. Benton Singleton, uh, he was a kid who was emerging kind of as a breakout player toward the end of last season amid a, a, a really talented senior class you had. And now Benton is really breaking out, uh, kind of uh, pulling away from, from all those kids who have graduated. What does he bring to the table for you guys? How has he been able to bust out like this? Um, well, last year, uh, you know, he he was kind of our our secret weapon. You know, everybody knew about Stakowski, and everybody knew about Dawson, and everybody knew about Fisher. But uh, Singleton was really one that was hard to match up with, and and was able to relieve pressure off those guys. Uh, so we saw him coming along uh, really as a freshman in this whole group, uh, and he just continued to improve and continue to get better. And, and with uh, Fisher and and Dawson and Stakowski, those guys gone now, uh, that really. Um, uh, put the spotlight on Ben, uh, and he, he's just he's just stepped up to the challenge every night. He's uh, 
just so versatile. Uh, he's, he's got springs for legs. He can elevate. He can run. He can jump. He can uh, shoot the three. He can get to the rim. He can handle the ball for us. Uh, there's just so many things that he can do uh, that makes him hard to match up with. So uh, he, uh, he's, he's our main man. There's no, uh, no secret about that. But uh, uh, he really does have a nice supporting cast around him that, uh, that's capable of doing things to help free him up as well. Yeah, you're talking about that uh, that supporting cast. Who are some of those guys we should be looking out for? I know you mentioned a few names uh, when we were talking about the football adjustment, but who are some kids uh, besides Benton that we need to be looking out for? Well, Devin Graham. Ever since uh, he stepped in from football, he's just been uh, he's just been, he's been all go and all in, and uh, has had a great attitude and has continued to work uh, exceptionally hard and be a great leader for us. Uh, he's provided points for us at times when we've needed them. Alec Bundy, uh, a tremendous defensive player for us, uh, uh, has the ability to score, but uh, you know doesn't take pride on that end. But uh, still has that ability. He's been able to knock down some threes for us, uh, as well as get to the rim. Um, coming off the bench, we've had uh, uh, oh, we've had Ethan Johns and I'm sorry, uh, David Alexander are the two starters. Uh, they're both uh, kind of mid-sized players that are capable of playing inside and outside as well. Uh, then off the bench, we've got Ryan Reeder and um, Ethan Miller, who come in and do a nice job of handling the ball. Both have the ability to get to the rim and shoot the three. Uh, then we got uh, Briggs Foltz, who's a, a big body that we can bring in and uh, help bang with the bodies on the inside. So, again, we just I feel like we have a good mix of, of kids that can go inside and outside, that can handle the ball and, uh, uh, you know, really take that pressure off of Ben and, and um, provide help wherever we need it. Right, right. Well, uh, I just had, uh, before you came on, Kevin, I had Tuscola coach uh, Justin Bozarth on, uh, one of the one of the coaches you'll see in the Monticello Holiday Hoopla Tournament coming up. I mean, this uh, looking at this field, this has to be one of the more loaded ones I've seen in a while. And what's it, what's it going to take to come out on top of that group of, of teams? Boy, that's a good question. You know, I... <laughs> For us, we just take it one game at a time. Uh, but, you know, Gibson City, uh, they bring back just about everybody from their team last year uh, who we faced in the regional. They are uh, extremely talented, uh, good size, good length, athleticism, good shooters, good ball handlers. Uh, they are just a very, very dangerous team. You know, I think they only have two losses at the time, but, of course, that was with their uh, – football team still playing in state and so uh you know the, they haven't lost a game since then uh ridgeview's talented year in and year out uh tuscola's got a very talented and highly touted freshman uh and then they got the Sluter kid as well um just good teams coming in and i think oakwood as well uh they've been playing good basketball so uh, it's going to be a wide open field it's going to be highly competitive i i feel like it is every year uh you know you almost flip a coin to see who's uh who's going to be standing at the end very good. Kevin Roy, Monticello Boys basketball coach. Kevin, thanks again for joining us. Uh, good luck this week and the rest of the way. Hey, thanks a lot and for having me. Love that Monticello tournament every holiday. It's a good one. It's a real good one. You know why? Because uh, I love that gym. Yeah, gym's cool. I All do right. like the gym. It's not one of the fancy new ones. Oh, no. Although it's going to be pretty new here it's, in a couple of years. Yeah, it's it's old school, and it's uh, it's loud. It gets loud, especially during tournaments like this. Turn to the pages of the News Gazette for uh, the latest on that tournament. We'll hit both boys and girls' sides pretty hard, as we always mm -hmm. do. Yes, absolutely. But we're going to hit the rest of our uh, boys' basketball top ten here before uh, we close out 2018 from a prep basketball confidential perspective. Checking in at number two this week, we have the Cessna Park Timberwolves. 
7-0, and uh, up one spot after defeating St. Joseph Ogden, Armstrong Potomac, Schlarman, and Chicago Longwood last week. The Timberwolves face Oakwood and St. Joe Ogden again this week as part of the Toyota of Danville Classic before going into Pinckneyville's Duster Thomas Hoops Classic. Timberwolves were the top-ranked team in Class 1A in the first AP poll. As long as they keep winning, they're going to stay there for the next one come January 5th. This is a great story, Colin. Yeah. Cisna Park. Do you know how small of a school that is? Pretty small school. It's really small. It's Pretty like small. It's got a Hoosiers feel to it. Oh, yeah. As good as they are and what they can pull off this year, it'd be a really, really neat story. I mean, I think back to... Uh, I think back to last year, a regional final. Uh, Cisna Park was the top seed. They faced a Judah Christian team that may have honestly been a little underseeded, and Judah ended up pulling out the win. I would love to see that matchup again this year. I think that would be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I'd like to see it later, but I I think they have to meet earlier because it's a you know it's it's a location thing. That's shout how out, that works. Shout out to Connor Lober who uh, spent his go. youth uh, playing travel team basketball with a bunch of kids who are now at Champaign-Urbana and Centennial. There you go. I like it. I like the connection. All right. Well, rounding out our top 10, uh, only solidifying its hold on the number one spot is Danville. The Vikings are 11-0, and defeated Normal West in overtime and Metamora on back-to-back nights. So the Vikings are absolutely cruising right now. Uh, I don't know if uh, even uh, Ted Haupt over there could have imagined there would be this good of a start for this team, but uh, here we are. The Vikings will compete in the Indianapolis-based high-level shootout on mm. Saturday before going into the Pontiac Holiday Tournament, which is a rigged, uh, ri- rigid event. Uh, rigged, I don't know what rigged is, but rigid is a word, uh, and that is what the Pontiac Holiday Tournament is. So Danville, if they if they stay undefeated through that, um, they're going to be higher than sixth in Class 4AA people. I had a chance to see Bloomington last weekend, mm-hmm. which Danville rallied and stunned yeah. them late. Led, For them to, yeah. and Coach Hout wasn't lying when he said, hey, we could have lost this by 2025 yeah. going in because Bloomington is loaded. Bloomington's good. A transfer from Rockford uh, doing good things. Yep. And for Danville to do what they did to Bloomington tells me they are for real. Yeah, I would say that's a fair assessment. And it felt like they were for real last year mm-hmm. with a four-senior lineup, including a kid who's now at Colorado State and two kids who are playing football at Illinois. But apparently they're even more for real now. I'm not sure what – I. it's it's hard to say. I mean, you go from having a four-senior lineup right. to, to – it's a not that. I mean, it's just it's 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 a crazy story. And uh, if Danville can keep it going, I mean, you don't see big schools have that high of a level of success around here because they have to compete with the Chicago schools and things of that nature. But Danville's looking like they could uh, they could make some noise. Like so many other schools, they had a group that did well at the junior high level, the IESA level, and that usually translates to good things at the varsity level. Hey, you know what? It doesn't always, but it's nice to see it working out for Danville. All right, Colin, can't wait to follow your stuff over the weekend, over the holidays. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back after two weeks off, so uh, tune in after 2018 ends. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. That's it for this edition of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. As I said, that's it for the 2018 editions. We'll be back next year. Sounds like a long time, but it's only two weeks. We'll be back then here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock, 97.5 WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. Speaking of last editions for 2018, up next, it's the Coach Brad Underwood Show, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Savoy. He's set up with Brian Barnhart down there, might have some players tonight as well. Stick around, listen to that. We'll see you next year.